I open it up and, you know, it's Tupperware. Now, you would think the Tupperware isn't cool at all whatsoever, but when you desperately, desperately need it, when you have more lids than you do anything else and they don't go to anything, it's just you look and then you're like, I can I can save my food. Oh, wait. No, I can't. Oh, no. It actually happened to me the other day. I had a Christmas present back at my parents. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what it is. Okay. You know, big surprise, yada, yada. Yeah. And so uh, with, with our kind of stuff, like with the, with the green screen mm-hmm. and whatnot, uh I'm always sitting here going, okay, I could probably use some more clamps to do this and that. I get over there, open the bag, and or it's over there, and it's a bag full of clamps. That's amazing. And so yeah. I'm sitting there going, wow, if any other kid opened this, they're like, why did you do this to me? Yeah, exactly. I open it, and I'm, oh, thank God, more clamps. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel, especially with the skillets. I got more skillets with lids. Okay. The very thing that also needed. I, I need a lid for my for my big skillet. Yeah, I have like. I've been more. using the uh, the pot one, uh-huh. and it does is. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, that, I understand. So when I need to like cover it and let it sit, it's it's rough. Ah, that, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You always, I guess you can always use one that's smaller if you wanted to concentrate the heat, but you know that's a different story. So you know what I've been thinking? What have you been thinking of? I've been thinking about. <laughs> so I got a little sci-fi ish. Okay. And so I saw this. I saw this one thing online where it said something about they're they're flying through, and they get hit by this like billion year old object, mm-hmm. and it was apparently a basically a, a large bullet. Yeah, that had been it was super advanced, more advanced than they. It's been flying through space this entire time until it finally hit them. So that's kind of got me thinking about things like star wars or that segue though <laughs> yeah because they were both during christmas time Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was i was thinking with it like star wars or other sci-fi things whenever they eat all these all the shooting and this and that and you and your misses and bullets and stuff go flying off where is the incident that happens you know a million billion years later well, I mean, if we're, we're going to think about it, okay, let's say that it had... Uh, like, what if it's a giant nuke? They could effectively, in in theory, in some ratio, yeah. nuke some civilization that's just starting to form on a distant planet. True, but we'd have to think, one, how long is it traveling? Because if you think about something that's nuclear, nuclear has uh, uranium, yeah, uranium has a half-life, and True. the decay process is still going to happen. Thus, if it takes you know, some odd amount of years in order for it to just be completely nothing, then who's to say that it just wouldn't be this massive object that burns up in the atmosphere or, you know, turns into many, many little particulate matter and then just kind of there, the remnants of a very old nuke. Well, that depends if it's hitting a planet. Say the same situation like that hit our moon Mm -hmm. and it was a large enough missile. Yeah. Then... There's no atmosphere to stop it. That's, that's true. That's like that, half the chunk of the moon gone. True. Yeah, yeah. So if we, we want to look at it on that end. tidal yeah. issues. Uh, no more full moons to look at. Uh, Even if it did hit a planet with an atmosphere, and it hit the atmosphere, it would still probably explode, regardless if it goes through the atmosphere of a planet or not, wouldn't it? Because I mean, the the atmosphere would tear it apart, which would wouldn't it cause it to explode? Perhaps the thermosphere would uh, probably 
decimate anything that's protecting it. So potentially, right? So it would destroy. It would destroy. It would possibly put a hole, either a hole or destroy part of the atmosphere of that said planet. Or and if it does that, then that means uh, if uranium has the if radiation has the ability to just kind of trickle down, then yeah, they're screwed. Yeah, that's that's yeah, uh, that's radiation rain. Exactly. On all yeah. that land is tainted. It, it could be. It would have to be on a civilization that's not high enough to see it coming. Of course, I would have to look into whether or not. Uh, or the maybe, or maybe it could fall into like a primordial thing. Hmm. Add nuclear radiation to the primordial beginnings. Mm-hmm. That's going to make some interesting creatures. Probably so. But it, you would almost have to think, would it work in the same, like, how would radiation react in the thermosphere? Would it even be affected? Uh, that would be, like, research that I would probably want to do in well, my there, spare time. Well, there's the ones where it's, like, bores and stuff near Chernobyl. Like, they got super affected. Mm-hmm. In what way? Mutations? Um, uh, yeah, like, they... Either they got bigger or glowing or something like that. Like, well, not well. I don't know about glowing, but like animals <laughs> around Chernobyl have been like it, mutated. It well, wasn't true. enough to affect their lifestyle, mm-hmm. but it. I, I want to say mostly like bigger, or just yeah, just different creature. That that that's a whole nuclear thing. Like there can also be the point of just the physical object. Yeah, you know, say we finally get going. We're in our ship. We're like, yeah, let's explore the space. And then just T-boned by a, you know, 500 million year old alien bullet. Of course. Like, I mean, like you do, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like you do. You like know, you it do. just happened the other day to me. And on the daily, like I get hit by alien bu- bullets on the daily. But now now that also makes me wonder. So what about um, what is a laser composed of and could it? continue going or would it just uh oh, light. disintegrate light particle That's a good question i don't well i mean you take a look at suns and stars and the light keeps traveling yeah it doesn't affect it the only reason it's dumb or something is because once it hits our atmosphere and so what you have a concentrated form of something and you were to launch it so the velo- it would be the velocity in the concentrated form but it mm-hmm. would be traveling at the same velocity perpetually right because I- there's no friction and therefore would it just sure. keep going? It wouldn't go fast. It wouldn't slow down. And and so if it misses and it doesn't hit an object, it just it keeps going until it hits an object. So the receiving a black end, hole and ends and ends the universe in a spectacular light show. Or like you know, from one of my favorite series, Halo, uh, the alien race they use plasma based weapon. So how long does that have floating out in space? True, oh, and it, th- think of all these. So let's say that there was a galactic battle. Okay. And that galactic battle, there was a lot of missed, like, missed shots. Oh, yeah. And who gets on the receiving end? (laughs) Think about all those people who might have died. Some poor person who just decided, I'm going to go flying over here today. And then, dead. Yeah, just gone. Man. Huh. Well, this got really dark really fast. (laughs) Huh. Death and carnage. Death and carnage. What a way to start a podcast. I know, right? Start with Christmas and now Carnage. <laughs> and now Death. <laughs> and soon we'll get I to mean... College Kids Corner. Then we just need something else with the cuss sound. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I was thinking was just all the mist. Because on a normal battlefield, yeah. it's going to fall eventually because gravity and of yada course, yada. Yeah. But out in space, yeah. like it also goes it's in. Keep on going. Well, it's also just ideas with like basic satellites and stuff. Like, our civilization will be long gone, and then one of our satellites we sent out will just... Still be there. Just be there. It'd be like, hey, guys, how's it going? Just 
most likely the laser or wherever the heck is being shot in space won't last that long because a big body or comet or an asteroid will end up gravitationally pulling it towards it. So it probably wouldn't last as long as we think. Because I thought light traveled in a single direction. Light can be affected by gravity. Uh, To what magnitude? A lot depending on how much gravity is being affected on it. Oh, that is true. Or a black hole, you know. There's those. Well, sure, but there's a lot of space and space. (laughs) I wonder if that's why they call it the... (laughs) But one, but two were all. Oh, is it two words or three words? Two words, running, not running. I don't know what to call them. It's a black hole that's moving. There's there's black holes out there shooting through space, moving across the galaxy. I always love the the, uh, the last thing I saw about science finding with black holes that they saw a black hole that had a giant pulse of light and energy shoot out from it. Oh, I was sitting there reading. I I don't remember the, a lot about the well, article. I remember a lot about the article. I just remember seeing, reading that something shot out of a black hole. So they're going, hang on, that's not how that works. <laughs> black holes don't let things get out. So how how much energy is this being produced? Like how how much push do you need to get out from a black hole? Not from away from it. Out. Well, what if? The, but what if black holes are really wormholes? Dun dun dun. I think wormholes are their own thing. Yeah, they are. Wormholes are their own thing. Just like a white hole. Why are you kill the fun? Why you got? Why do you gotta kill the, my? Own because fun? Yeah. because of the carnage. Because of the carnage. Because of the yeah, negativity gotta, that's just flowing through the gotta, conversation. <laughs> Man, just gotta ruin my fun with wormholes and stuff, and you just you gotta, don't get that privilege. Yeah, Not today, okay. Helios. Not today. Yeah, I mean, I think Stephen Hawking talked about them. Where the only reason they're hard to find is because they're tiny and they just pop up whenever in random times oh look a black oh it's gone oh. As, as <laughs> exactly. the person who is named after the titan of the sun light is amazing it can shoot out a black hole if it freaking wants to light does what it wants it's, they don't need yeah. no man <laughs> they don't need no god or titan or whatever I, I've always, it does what it wants i've always loved the joke of the the sun sends its light out it's traveling Billions of miles at such great speeds to get to here to flourish our planet, and it they gets give us cancer, and it gets stopped by your dumbass five feet from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, savage! It's like, oh, this light to feed the wonderful planet. Nope, stopped. Nope, you get shadow now. Go away. <laughs> but then the planets laugh because we get skin cancer. Well, that's our fault. Well, that's why you wear sunscreen. Yeah. And not suntan lotion. Come on. All of it. Oh, I want to get okay, bronze. So tell- I also so want carcinoma me- everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you put on sunscreen every time you step outside. Well, I don't need to because I'm that great. You're white. We get skin cancer from hey, other races. Hey. <laughs> no need to and attack me ass, like that. <laughs> my pale ass gets... I'm fearing of skin cancer, okay? Because my pale Helios, I I fear of things. I, I fear of things like you know heart defects and stuff. I mean, it was. I mean, it was great. Last time I went to the beach, everyone was like, I, I think some of the other guys, you know, they they, they put on some some block, whatever. I'm sitting there, uh, like for the most part, I got my shirt on because you know I'm I'm self conscious that way. But you know, I got my I got my sunglasses. I got this nice big hat. I put on some sunscreen. I'm hanging out, relaxing. Did you on put the, the dot over your nose? No, I, I rubbed it in. Oh, okay. 
And so, you know, I'm enjoying my time, whatever's going on. You know, we get back, half of them got red and a little burn. I'm, I'm sitting there like, no, I'm fine. You only need to apply it once. No, you need to apply sunscreen every 30 minutes to an hour. If you get out in the water, reapply it. Uh-huh. Do you know how do you know how strong of a sun of sunblock do I use? One hundred, hundred, or higher. Eight hundred and fifty-two. Not eight hundred. Uh, eight hundred. <laughs> I, I want no sun to touch my body. My sunscreen is so strong. The sun hits me, and sunblock's like, um, no, be gone, heathen. And the sun's like, no, just be gone. The 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 sun. The sun is very displeased by your uh, not wanting of cancer. <laughs> Why don't you appreciate the sun better? You need okay, to appreciate when you get it more. A mole, when you get a mole, a couple moles cut out of your skin, you kind of want the strongest sunblock you can get your hands on. Well, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, did you ha- did you actually have stuff like that? I've had a couple moles cut out because they looked benign. None of them were cancer, obviously, but... Some of them looked weird, oddly shaped, oddly colored, oddly colored. And right now I have one on my back that's a weird sized, not like not huge, but it's decent sized, but it's not discolored. So do we, had that for do we need to years. know about that, though? Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's just information. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with knowing information. It's 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 to know to be safe. Be safe, kids. Yes. Use sunscreen. Get, when, and if you don't, you s- well, you know, it's not my problem. It's yours. Use sunscreen, kids. And if you see a weird mole, go to your dermatologist. Yeah, please. Remember, they're people too. They need to eat. They need to eat. And you need to pay them money. You need to pay them lots of money. You need to pay them money. More money than you probably make. It went from Christmas to death, (laughs) cancer. I love the direction. Dermatologists are are people too. This is plagued with negativity. Well, let, let, let's see if we can make it a little better. Uh, Lizard Breath isn't with us right now, but she did go and get us a lovely interview for our College Kids Corner piece. So we Contaminous. Will, we will transition to that, and we will see you right after. Hi, guys, and welcome to yet another segment of College Kids Corner. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we, we really need intro music. Uh, so today I am here with someone who is not normally on our podcast, a special guest, if you will, will uh, who likes to go by the name of... Jimmy. Yes, that, that is going to be his <laughs> name for now. Um, and today's topic is something that I feel like is very relevant to people going to a university for the first time. Um, I know I did some research on this subject before I moved into my dorm, and it's moving into your dorm. How do you make a dorm feel like home for a whole semester or more. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right into the questions if you're okay with that, Jimmy. All right. Well, I like how you said you did research before you went into a dorm. I, on the other hand, did not do a whole lot of research. I just had the bare necessities, uh, so to speak. And whenever I went into my dorm, I realized it did not automatically feel like home. And it was necessary to make it feel like home to an extent. Um, I did not make it exactly like my home, so to speak, but rather I made it into a new home. So I developed it how I could see myself in my own living area. So I decorated it how I wanted, and it's still pretty bare, um, but it, I think it looks good. And what I turned it into was it went from this sort of drab-looking uh, one-room apartment-style dorm 
into a lively uh, the house of Jimmy, so to speak. So everyone walks in, they're like, oh, this is Jimmy's place rather than, you know, my old house. Yeah, see, and that, that's really great. I think part of dorm life um, is it's like a stepping stone to having an apartment or a house of your own. So you have to learn how to live on your own, what you do and don't need, what your personal style is. Um, and I've definitely been learning that uh, this previous semester also. So let's just go right into it. What was it like living in a dorm for the first time? I know this is your first semester at university that you just finished um, and you had no previous experience living away from home for this extended period of time. So what, what were the general challenges and things that you experienced? Well, I had several challenges, uh, the first of which was really uh, coming to the realization that I wasn't at home anymore. I kind of wake up, uh, sometimes I still do, not as much anymore, but I would wake up in the morning and I'd look up and I'd be like, oh wait, where am I? And it, like my ceiling fan wasn't there and it was like these, these fluorescent lights were there that's really creepy looking. And I realized, oh wait, I'm at college and I'm not at my house. See, I had that same experience because I kept going back and forth between being at home and living in my dorm. Uh, normally on the weekends, I would be at home and I would wake up and just have this complete disoriented sense, no sense of where I was. Yes, but, uh, often I wake up with, well, I did wake up with, with disor disorientation uh, in significant amounts. <laughs> and uh, it, it's kind of funny because in my rooming situation, it's it's five separate rooms uh, with a common suite. So, like, you have roommates, but they're not in your actual room. They're suite mates. And uh, so, um, I live with them in a general area, but we all so have... So, like, a, a living room yeah, type area. Like in the, how room. many bathrooms? Uh, we got two bathrooms and two showers. And that was, that was kind of difficult when we had five people sharing two bathrooms that was that was a big step uh i thought it was going to be huge but it actually wasn't that bad and there's like restrooms all over campus that you can go and use if, if you needed to um would you say that everyone was in the dorm at the same time very often no usually not um i think my roommates were actually a special case um, because towards the end of the semester, instead of actually like studying for finals, you know, with friends or just studying in general, uh, most of them just like watch TV or play video games in the rooms and they would usually leave their doors open so they could yell at each other. Um, Positive various, yells? Or uh, like, were they angry? Or like, I need toilet paper? Like it, well, what? <laughs> it, was, it was more along the lines of just... Uh, um, they weren't necessarily positive or bad. It was more along the lines of commands at each other, like, go do this, and, and no, don't go over there, and that's So they were playing the video game together? Yeah, basically. But throughout this living area. Yeah, but I mean, there's a good, you know, 15 feet between everybody's rooms, and, uh, or at least the two guys who were, who were playing uh, against each other. And uh, I would have my door closed and, and someone would, would die or do something really, uh, really awesome. And I would just hear yelling and screaming and stuff. And I just kind of try to tune them out. Um, that was something I had to get used to also was roommates um, or sweet mates in my case. They weren't really uh, bad people by any means. They were all pretty cool. Um, we had one guy who was like... He moved out of our dorm, um, not because, well, 
we talked to the to the resident assistant about why he moved out because we were like, well, why did DeAndre leave? You know, we were all confused, all of us. And uh, we talked to him, and he was like, he said you guys were the messiest bunch he'd ever lived oh, with. Oh wow! <laughs> and in all honesty, we weren't that messy. But DeAndre was super clean. Like, his bed was always uh, made. Okay, so like, he, he was yeah. very obsessive about cleaning. Yeah, he, he was upset that we were not as obsessive with him. So he left. And we're getting a new roommate next semester, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> but um, I think getting learning to live with those guys was interesting. Because the first week or so, there was, like, no contact. I didn't look at these people. Like, if I, if I woke up in the morning to go get a shower or something and one of them was already standing there, I'd just kind of, like, walk around without making eye contact, that sort of thing. See, and it was a similar case in, in my dorm because for, like, the first week, I literally just sat in my dorm and, like, hid under my bed because it was bumped up high. And I hid under there and watched Netflix for, like, a week straight. Then we had a week off for Hurricane. And so I was home for a week and didn't get any socialization. And I came back and it's like, these are brand new strangers. <laughs> well, for me, it was, it was awkward for probably, I mean, we weren't affected by the hurricane. So our school kept going. Um, but we had like the first two weeks or so were kind of awkward. And then the other guys were actually the people, uh, they ended up all up being on the same football team. And all, I was the unathletic one out of the group. So like I played tennis, but I wasn't on the team and they, they like never saw me and stuff. So, uh, they were the ones who got to know each other first. And, and then as a group, they kind of came up to me and were like, Hey, what's going on? What's your name? That sort of thing. And uh, I eventually made friends. They all ended up being really cool. Um, I thought it was going to be sort of like stereotypical football players, like like jock sort of thing, but that ended up not being the experience at all. And they were all really, really cool. And uh, I'd say the hardest part about living with them was uh, we all have different sleep schedules. Uh, I'm more... Uh, I'm more of a... Well, I started out going to bed probably around like 10 o'clock or something, which is not very late at college at all. Yeah, everyone goes to bed at like midnight or two in the morning, as I learned. I still go to bed at like nine. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm a grandma. Well, we I ended up um, going to bed at like 10 o'clock. I don't even have 8 a.m., so I just really enjoy sleeping. And uh, <laughs> Who doesn't, really? I mean, it's the best part of the day. And so I would sleep till probably, I don't know, like nine o'clock or so and then my first class would be at 10 so i'd get like a quick shower and then, and then head out um but they on the other hand would stay up like you said till 12 or two o'clock every night playing video games and yelling or playing loud rap music or they'd have other friends over and so uh i never really asked them to stop i never asked them you know be quiet or anything like that i just learned how to sleep through it um so as a bonus from dorming at college with other roommates, you may learn how to sleep through rap music and uh, loud yelling and gunshots and that sort of thing. So. I love the fact that gunshots is part of that, but you told me earlier, like, that legitimately was something that you had to deal with. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so... I'm from the country, and like whenever you hear a gunshot, you, you think, oh, okay, someone's hunting, there was a snake, something Or like maybe that. it was like fireworks or something. Yeah, maybe it was fireworks, something <laughs> like that. Uh, college is in the city, and I have these friends who are actually on security there, and there are gunshots almost every night, <laughs> um, and they're on different areas of the city. 
And, and so I'll hear them around different places on campus and stuff. And it's not really anything to worry about. It's just like you hear them and you know, no, they're not hunting. Those good shots are <laughs> That's aimed something at someone else. else. <laughs> <laughs> and see, all we have to worry about at mine is like listening to the prison horn. And like, if you hear it a certain number of times, you might need to get inside a building. But that, that's a different experience. So moving on a little bit, if that's okay. Um, what would you say was the hardest part of dorm life to get used to? Like, out of all of the things, what was the most difficult? Well, dorm life wasn't super difficult to get used to. Um, I mean, I have a meal plan, so I don't really need to buy groceries. But whenever I needed to do that, that was kind of, that was interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. You had a, a week after the semester, and you took a mini-master, and so... Right, I took a I took a mini master, and I had never bought groceries for myself before. I'd always had that taken care of. I would love to know what your actual groceries were that you bought. Okay, so <laughs> for a I, week's living, and how, how how much did you spend approximately? Right, I spent twenty bucks. Okay, so that's not bad. That's doable for a college yeah. student for a week. It it wasn't. I wouldn't say what I got was bad. I just hated everything I got. Like, <laughs> oh. um, so. My first thought, like, I like sandwiches, so I was going to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and uh, so I bought a loaf of bread, and, uh... Did you go, like, good bread, or, like, cheapest loaf of bread in the store? I got, like, I didn't even realize it at the time, but I got, like, Texas toast bread. <laughs> so and, it was, like, an inch and a half thick. <laughs> yeah, and note to, note to everyone listening, um, Texas toast bread, you really can't spread stuff on it without it falling apart that well, unless you've toasted it, so... They did not make very good sandwiches. I had a very bad week when it came to what I ate. Um, so you got... You can't have peanut butter and jelly without milk. So I bought a pint of milk and a pint of chocolate milk um, because chocolate milk is the bomb. I ended up drinking both of those. I ended up drinking both of those those pints of milk within the week and then needing something else to drink and I just had to drink like tap water. Um, Sadness. <laughs> when you're a college student, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but I also got some mac and cheese, some Velveeta. Okay, hold on. What about peanut butter and jelly? Like, did you said you got bread. Yeah, I got bread. I'm, I'm getting there. I got some, uh, we gotta say the best for last. And so, um, I got some Velveeta, like, quick, like, you put in the microwave for, like, three minutes and you got mac and cheese. And that was really cool. But finally, I bought, uh, like I said, I was gonna get peanut butter and jelly was gonna be my main course throughout the week. And I've, I've always wanted this, this peanut butter and jelly that comes in the same jar. And, uh, Explain I, that more. Okay, so it's it's made by Smuckers. It's called like Goober or something. So like when I was a little kid, I saw it. I was like, that looks really cool. I, it's peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Like, okay, so layer it's like butter, layer of jelly, the, the like, stripes yeah, are stri visible. It looks delicious. Like even that, I'm a child at heart, but even that, it still looks delicious. And talking to all my friends, they're like, yeah, it looks really good. And, <laughs> and they start talking about how it tastes. And so I sit down with my Texas toast bread. And I, I and sit your, your jar of goober. Yeah, my jar of goober. And I, I sit down and I, I spread this, this peanut butter and jelly. And the first thing I realize is the bread like falls apart on itself. So it's like... I've you got, might as well have just gotten a spoon I with the jar. Well I've just gotten a spoon and just eat it straight out of the jar. But whenever I, you know, had... You know, jelly all over my hands from holding my crumpled sandwich, and and I ate it. It was like the worst thing I've ever tasted. Like I've had 
good food and I've had bad food. And it's kind of hard to mess up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But Smucker's ruined peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for me. I just, I, I don't know if it was like the peanut butter or the fact that it was like, had like a lot of preservatives in it or what it was, but Smucker's <laughs> should not be good. making peanut butter and the preservatives are not necessary. And so I have two jars of this stuff of, of grape and strawberry uh, peanut butter and jelly that I bought that is just like sitting here because I'm not going to eat it and <laughs> like maybe six months. Don't eat the unopened one to a food bank type thing well, unless I, they're both open. I don't want to hurt any people at the food bank. <laughs> uh, that, that's a good point. I wouldn't point. even give that to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on a little bit. So you said your your struggle was really the week that you, you lived without your meal plan. Um, what would you say is the best way to make your dorm feel like a livable homey even though it's not your real home space um to dwell in make it more enjoyable i guess i mean definitely the little things count um after i had been moved into my dorm for about three weeks or so um my mom asked if there's anything i needed for my dorm and i had been to one of my ra's dorms and they had like a rug and it like it felt really cozy they had like a coffee maker and a bunch of really, like, like stuff you didn't need in the dorm that kind of made it feel like it was personalized. And so I, that really helped whenever I got a rug and I got a wall clock for my for my room. That being said, like, I never vacuumed the rug and I never actually look at the wall clock. But <laughs> It just feels a little... Feels the weird. atmosphere like, is I, there. I, I think right now the wall clock is like an hour ahead, to be honest. But I never look at it. Like, it's a nice-looking clock from a distance, but I never actually read it. <laughs> it's just but, the wall clock. Like, whenever I walk into my room, I'm like, you see, I feel like a professional because I've got that wall clock over there. And it was only like 10 bucks at Walmart or something. So it really it really wasn't a waste. I think it looks good and it goes with the room. Um, definitely keeping your room clean as much as I hate doing it. Keeping the room clean sort of adds to your own sort of personal space because me and majority of my roommates... Uh, four out of five kept their rooms relatively dirty. Uh, and I would always walk back to my room and be like, God, oh, I've got to clean this up sometime. And I think I cleaned it up twice the entire time. What <laughs> was, was that like two days at the end of the semester? Yeah, there was one week before a break and then the, the last week after the mini master. Uh, but I had one, one of my, uh, sweet mates had like a really clean dorm, the one that left. <laughs> um, Poor dorm, guy. He would always have his door open or something. And like, the, the bed was always made and the floor was always clean. I think he had a rug in there too, which made it look really nice. And I think that really adds, is having the little things and then having the room clean really adds to making the, the room feel homely. Even if at home you don't keep your room clean, I think it'll still help. Yeah. With... And in theory, your dorm is going to be a lot smaller than your room at home yeah. or your living space at home because... I know mine was, and I felt like because it's such a small space, it was very important to keep it clean. I made my bed every morning, even if my roommate didn't, because I knew it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Just that that look of being clean and polished, even though I am terrible at making a bed. Well, I don't really make my bed. So they say you're supposed to like start every day by making your bed, and you have, you have one completed task, and you're ready to start your day, basically. Well, I don't. I kind of like halfway do it. I just kind of throw the comforter and straighten it out where there's no wrinkles in the comforter. It and counts. It looks good. Yeah. So if you have someone come into your room, they're like, "Oh, they made their bed," even if you really kind of didn't. Well, I never really do. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think my bed. Has has been made 
twice this semester. <laughs> those two times I had to. <laughs> well, one of those was the time your mother did it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for, for the most part, um, keeping your room clean, I think it helps mentally because you walk into a room, like, even if you have, like, a lot of, like, essays you got to type or some homework or stuff for classes, books you got to read, that sort of thing, you always have, like, a clean environment to do that in and it helps, you know, mentally because you're like, okay, this is a good place for me to do this. I would also recommend... This is going to go totally against the entire podcast that we've been talking about. Oh, goodness. But I also recommend getting out of your dorm a lot. Um, my roommates, for the most part, they stayed in their dorms a whole lot. What, one of the things I did is I made a lot of friends in the music building and uh, in the student center and the, the game rooms and all that sort of stuff. I was able to hang out with them and in their dorms, which were, I wouldn't say they were always clean, but uh, <laughs> they were a lot easier to um, just get stuff done in than my room because I mean I had crazy roommates who would yell and scream and stuff I was able to go out in public places and, and do my studying out there rather than just in my room and uh, if you have the ability to I'd say you know at least if, if you can't find a place on campus find somewhere close uh, within walking distance or you know that you can get to real quick by car or something get someone to drop you off at this is sort of a secluded place um, that you can just kind of chill at. I've got like a coffee shop, bookstore, thrift shop. <laughs> that that's my personal things. Is <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm more of an outdoors person. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't like being boxed up in rooms. And on the edge of campus, there was this. Um, there was like some trees and stuff, and there was a good place you could you could put up a hammock. And there was like a park bench, but no one ever went there because it was the edge of campus. And there's like, if you're going to walk all the way to the edge of campus, you might as well like get in your car and drive off somewhere. But uh, I didn't have a car when I was in college. So the edge of campus was where I walked to. And I found that walking around campus really helps relieve stress and finding a, a secluded place where you can be by yourself just for, you know, not even for a long time, like five minutes or so. And, and just sort of like process or study or do whatever you need whenever you're by yourself that really helps with the college experience I think that's funny because like I thought you were going to be like go out and make a ton of friends like that's what you need to do is spend every moment with a bunch of other people well, yes but I like to make a ton of friends I like that you you said you know take time for yourself that's a good idea think, um, but definitely get to know other people and and spend time with them and get to get to like genuinely know them like ask how they're doing, you know, how their family life is. Some of these people drive like seven hours to go to this college uh, for me. So I think it's real cool getting to hear about like their cultural background or their heritage or you know, whatever they come from. And just like making a diverse group of friends no, at the same time having like a lot of connections. Yeah, in theory, college is going to be one of the most populated and most diverse places that you will be in your life. So why not take advantage of it? That's one of the things I learned was to take advantage of the ability to make friends. Uh, when you go to college, there's people who just won't be your friend for very <laughs> No matter how hard you try. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't get discouraged if you can't make a friend with somebody, but... There are I, I always groups open. to join or, yeah. hey, you're sitting next to me in this class. You want to go get coffee? You seem kind of cool. I mean, I wouldn't even be that awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would usually, usually what I started is just like, hey, how are you? What's your name? And yeah, that's, <laughs> See, to that's me that feels awkward, but okay. <laughs> um, so if it's okay, I'm going to kind of wrap up. Bullet point list. 
what are your top three dorm essentials, physical items you can either purchase for your dorm or bring with you or carry around with you to make dorm living awesome? All right. Go. Uh, okay, we need uh, a musical instrument of some sort. Doesn't matter if you can play it or not. I can play mine, uh, but it's a whole lot cooler to have it just like to mess around with something. Okay, so like an outlet. Yeah, like an outlet. Creative outlet. Or just, you know, decoration. Like if you don't play guitar, <laughs> just hang it up on your wall. <laughs> it looks that cool. Works. It'll have the decor. Uh, second thing, Nutella. You can put it on anything and it doesn't go bad and it's pretty fantastic. Uh, Does it really not go bad? No, I'm well, curious. Uh, not in the spin that I had. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And number three? Uh, number three. Uh, printer. It would be great to have a printer at all times. No, that's really funny. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you can print stuff on campus. I don't even know what would be the third thing. Um, something random. Oh, like a blowtorch. <laughs> You're like, I've got a blowtorch in my room. Everyone's like, why do you have a blowtorch? You're just like, just in case. And then have everybody wonder. Have something you really don't need. Uh, that'll make everyone wonder, you know, why you have something. Something that'll question... Make you the most interesting person in the dorm. Yeah, have something that no one else has. That'll be my third thing. Something that no one else has. I have a kazoo in my dorm. No one else seems to have a kazoo. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. I guess... Okay, have something cool that no one else has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wrecked on your own Wow, I'm, I, I expected it almost. Well, thank you, Jimmy, so much for um, joining being us. Awesome. Being so awesome on College Kids Corner. And uh, can't wait to see who we have on the podcast next time. But How can you see them? See? Oh, I'm seeing them with my own two eyes, Jimmy. Well, I guess your audience must hate you because they don't get to look at me. <laughs> well, anyway, gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. That was a, such an insightful interview. I learned a lot, says the guy who never lived in a dorm. Shut up. You, you don't get this privilege, <laughs> Helios. So Elizabeth mentioned some some decent points or um, her interview had some good points. And to add, you know, I got into a dorm and it was it was one of those. I didn't expect the dorm that I was going to get into. Mm-hmm. I expected, you know, I'm going to be sharing this with three, four other people and it's going to be cramped and awful and I won't have my own privacy. Well, no, I ended up getting one of the fancier things because they just kind of threw me in there. I didn't Ooh. sign up for it. And then I decided, uh, you know what, after this, I, would, I need a stove. And I found out that this uh, particular university happened to have, you know, some, uh, you know, a, a dorm with a stove. So I, just, I went with that. Of course, you know, the $2,900 a semester put a big fat dent in the fund. But, you know, the ability to cook versus not the ability to cook and to have privacy versus no privacy. I, I like I like those things. Yeah, that was my biggest issue when I first lived in the dorm was, don't get me wrong, having a roommate can have a lot of pros. True. There's also a lot of cons. Oh, definitely. Like uh, the guy I was rooming with, uh, he had to watch something before he goes to sleep. So he'd fall asleep with like his computer or whatever on. So basically, I had to wait until he went to sleep so I could turn it off. Wow. Or else, you know, there's just the light. Yeah. And everything. That sucks. Exactly. So uh, there's that part. Uh, man, the more you can become friends with the person you're living with, that that's how you're going to start it off properly. I mean, even if you can't, you can always change next semester 
But still, then then you're still following the same thing. I need to become friends with this person. You can build up. I've seen a lot of times where they put their beds together, you know, made the bunk bed. Mm -hmm. So give them more room. You don't have to force it upon yourself if it doesn't work that way. Because uh, there there was good situations where um, I had a, you know, I guess I'd call them friends around. Mm -hmm. So we could go to one of the living room areas in the dorm building. Yeah. Where there's, you know, table, couch stuff. We could hang. Like you get good hangout stuff going on. Um, basically if you're friends with your neighbors, everyone's going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to just stay in your room. No. So it's, it's a good growing experience, but it, that's not really your thing. Like I say, try it first, find out and you can either go with that or I mean, I, like I said, I didn't want to do it anymore. So I just got an apartment. Oh, same here. I, I, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with having to you to you know, share something with um, with another individual. I want my privacy 100%. And now, granted, that that does get lonely sometimes. It, it's um, I would like someone else to talk to, but I also have my privacy over that right. aspect, and therefore, like my apartment, regardless of the expense. It's like you can it's always try. It. Uh, like I said, with the bunk bed thing, if you're able to do that, I and mean, you could always try the the curtain. Oh no. Just, just no. I never wanted that to begin with, and I was fortunate enough to get an apartment from the get go. Granted, it's kind of my situation is kind of like in the middle. It was almost like a dorm because they assigned you roommates, but yeah, it was an apartment at the same time. Well, that's what I'm just saying. You could, so like you could try with it first to just to see because it'll, if, as long as you have something in the way, mm-hmm. you can get a sense of serenity or slowness. Well, that, that was one of the actually. That almost kind of reminds me of the style of uh, residence hall that's also on this campus. Um, oh, man. Man. That's not even close to being... What is that? It's his phone. It sounds like Power Rangers. Are they going to pop up out somewhere? Like <laughs> That's not even close to being on silent. We're going to move on to the next segment, I guess. So, uh... uh Toast had a little bit of a phone call, so, we're, yeah, we're going to go ahead and move along. Uh... Without him in this part. So, what should we go to next? Well, we did promise them <laughs> we would talk about Star Wars in our last one. Okay, so, Star Wars. Yeah, I don't Who get doesn't love the pork? What the fan base. <laughs> the pork is amazing in every way. I, I thought it was a good mix of uh, trying to push it in there, but not making it, <laughs> like, in your Forced. face. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Did you like the movie overall? I thought it was pretty good uh there was some parts i felt could have been redone or not at all or this that like um do we want to talk about the bad things first or the good things first um talk about bad things okay bad things first off uh princess leia should have died when she got sucked into space I understand. I'm partially. I understand she's a force user, I'm, but it was the part where, since the actress isn't alive anymore, it would have been a good way to advance that without now. I, just from like the writer did, concept, where it's like, okay, now how do we get rid of her character? I disagree that she should have died right there, because that would have been. That to me would seem more like a middle finger. Like, could. Not an honorable way to end the character. Because honestly, I'm pretty sure they're going to end the character by like, oh, she died of old age in between the two, which I think is honestly better than killing her the way they killed her. And to be perfectly honest, the way she forced 
pushed herself or pulled herself back in it. No one saw it coming. I wasn't ready for that. I was like, hello? What? I don't, I don't know. Oh, because she okay. Just, She's a badass. Like, she was force sensitive, but she never gave any aspect to being able to use it. I mean, I think she did. Didn't she, like, somewhat use it? Or is it just mentioned that she was force It was just mentioned that she was force sensitive. And that she could, like... Well, I think she's more than just force sensitive. Yeah, no, I, I, think. I she suppose She pulled so. herself, like... Like, she's like, bam, I'm badass, huh. Um, just flew right back onto the ship. The other character I didn't care for was the, um... Don't say Rose. <laughs> Why not? Don't say Rose. Because I like no, Rose. look, okay. <laughs> she ruined it directly at the end when she Damn. crashed when she crashed her pod into Finn's. Because if it had just, if she would have killed them both and say uh, Luke didn't manage to stop them enough time, she would have effectively have just ruined the last of the rebellion. Uh, Everything that she started fighting for at the beginning, where she's yelling at Finn going, oh, I, I've been tasing people who have been trying to leave and we need to fight for our cause. She would have single-handedly just ruined the rest of her cause. Uh, yeah, okay, I can see All because point. of a random love interest that came out of nowhere. Oh, but they're so cute together. Anyway. It's fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. It's just, you can't build this all up have almost everything be screwed over and then be like oh because i like you teehee <laughs> don't take my teehee <laughs> tee <laughs> um also another random thought kylo ren i actually like him more in this movie that he, he's less yeah. whiny no i i felt one. pretty decent with them too especially when the force connection between oh. him and ray kept happening she's like why do you keep yeah. doing this i'm like i don't know what's happening either <laughs> They have the hots for each other. Uh, apparently, I, I kind of hope they don't get together, but as part part of me thinks Ray should have left the Jedi because the Jedi are corrupt and they're horrible. Come for me. She should have left. Honestly, I kind of want to know what happens if she went with Ray, uh, not with Ray, with um Kylo Ren, and they went did you off did you see somewhere. in the uh, Millennium Falcon? Did you see the Jedi books? Yes. Yeah i I saw those in the, so I've seen the movie once. And it was that quick part. I saw them, and I was sitting there going, "Why are those? Why are the books on the Falcon?" My favorite part though is Yoda. Speaking of the books, <laughs> have you read them? Page Turners, they're not. No. What? Oh, am I interrupting? He's back. Yeah, you're interrupting again. I am. You want to join us? No. Oh, we're talking, talking about Star Wars. Wars. Oh no, I can't talk about shit. Okay. Yoda, amazing. Funny, hilarious. Glad that they used the puppet. Well, yeah, yeah, it was very interesting that they used the puppet. I, I was mixed at first, uh, but I, I, I could grow on it. Savage. Yeah, yeah he's all like, um, yeah, Jedi books. Nah, call lightning down. It's all right. Have you read them? Page turners, they're not. Because he knew they weren't even in there. I'm telling you, the books were on the Falcon. Well, I saw them and I was honest, like, "The Jedi yeah, Order needs Ray, to die." Ray took the books. It's just as corrupt as the Sith. Well, so the uh, well, just all Force users need to die. I guess not, not need to not need to die, but like, I don't know. both sides are corrupt. Obviously. Well, sure. I mean, look at Emperor Palpatine. I mean, he was part of the he was part of the good, and then he became bad. He, he got super yeah. bad. What are you talking about? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he decided you know. to jaywalk a couple times. 
and he became real bad. That that was it. Remember, kids, jaywalking is the uh, gateway to badness. The gateway to evil. Confirmed. Don't jaywalk, kids. Or be like me and jaywalk and just say, bring it. I mean, there's some good parts. I do gotta say, though, one one of the funniest moments in the movie was when Ray handed Luke um, his life and just just tossed it over the cliff. Blank face, savage as hell, just tossed it behind him over the cliff. That was great. All this build up, and I did not expect that. It was really nice. Oh, it was so funny. He's just like, you gotta leave. I'm not doing this. Go, shoe. And it's like, it, I went into this movie thinking I thought it there was, was gonna, gonna be bad. Be, I thought there was gonna be something with the X-Wing in the water. I guess. Like, remember when he was training with yeah. Yoda and he rose his out of the swamp? Exactly. Like, I guess that's yeah. what it was tying to, but I thought it was gonna be like a master-apprentice bonding thing where he helps Ray pick it up. And and no, I completely ignored all of that. I mean, he kind of was a dick to Ray, though. Well, he was a grumpy old <laughs> man. Honest. Like he didn't. He just he wanted to be done. No, because she's prone. Because she's prone to the dark side. Oh, she went straight to the dark side. Oh man. Oh, I loved it. There, there was the dark side, the, the dark fun hole, and yeah, she just she's she's feeling the force, whatever, and she just dives. Straight. <laughs> she doesn't. I mean, he's girl, just sitting there going, "You didn't go. even stop." <laughs> no, why not? Because honestly, it's bad. Screw. Honestly, screw the Jedi and screw the Sith. Not Luke. You bring in the Gray. No, look. If, if Luke Skywalker's sitting here trying to teach you, like I'm gonna listen to Luke, man. No, because the Jedi Order crumbled. There's only one person left. And he is not completely good as he tried to kill his nephew because, oh, he might be sort of evil. Have to kill him. No, thanks. Well, it's kind of in the family to kill children. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, (laughs) like grandpa, like grandson. (laughs) Like grandpappy. (laughs) Look, because look, his dad killed a bunch of them. He just had to take out one. (laughs) (laughs) That's so horrible. But... By doing that, he got rid of tons of little kids, too, so that's partially Luke's fault, too. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate the end, Damn. though. I, he came in, and of course, my first thought was, where did he come from? Yeah. And then... He died. Well, no, then, you know, it's the whole part with the fire everything at him, and he's just sitting there, yeah. and he just brushes his shoulder like, hey, what else you got? So I'm yeah. like, okay, maybe it was like some cool force barrier thing. And you know, mm-hmm. he's he's dodging <laughs> around and matrixing around the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned out that he was just uh, uh like an astral projection. And that was really awesome. Until Luke just poofed. He just poofed away. Yeah. He just let death take him. He's like, My job's done. Take me now. <laughs> Fades away. But- but from what I talked about with someone else, that means, like, he's still part of things. Like, he can show up like Yoda does as yeah, a ghost. Yeah, he can show up as a force ghost, but that's about it. So, yeah. like, he can still show up in these later movies. Yes. Uh, most certainly. So, I kind of hope he does, like, like an Obi-Wan and whispers <laughs> something to 
Ray. Just <laughs> follow the light. <laughs> just use the force, Ray. She's like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. It's it's something my master said. Um, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come in here for just a second. Yes, that's right, Ray. Just use the force. Use the force to find the ethereal realms that are somewhere within your grasp. Did you hear about the partition that fans want Disney to redo with the Last Jedi and completely? make the movie right now uncanon and redo it. I don't think it needs to be redone. I thought it was a it fine doesn't. movie. D- and I'm like, this is not going to redo it because this made more money than The Force Awakens. Like, you want to talk about a bad movie, I went to go see Downsizing. Why would you do that to yourself? I thought it had a really good concept, and I I was like, okay, maybe this can work, and then it just... Where? Huh? <laughs> Where? 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 What concept? Where? It was a good sci-fi concept. Shrink everyone, mm. Shrink people down. So that you can make a honey, I shrunk the kids. A, a basic mm-hmm. city Ant-Man. that's only mm-hmm. like a few city blocks worth. No, no I mean in, in reality that is a good concept because you're thinking about material mm. cost and what it would be. It would be a hell of a lot less. But then it takes this weird hallmark love side and adventure and finding yourself, and it just. Uh, never, never get, take the hallmark. Uh, no offense, hallmark, but all the offense, hallmark. Yeah, no, because he he's trying to live his life. Uh, you want some spoilers? Sure, let's do it. All right, so here, here's some spoilers. If you haven't seen this one yet, him and his wife are having money problems. So, hey, let's go shrink ourselves because basically, it's like if you have like two hundred grand. It equates to like multi millions mm-hmm. in that the life. Heck? Yeah. Well, because you're basically living in a glorified dollhouse. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, you know, to get like, uh, I think it was in the, co- one thing it was in the commercial it didn't show in the show was uh, they had a bottle of vodka. So, you know, that's, uh-huh. that's probably like $14. But when you, okay. when you only, cause you're only five inches tall. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you only need a thimbleful, damn. Actually, a thimble's like that. Yeah. So smaller. That's like that's that's like a I don't know forty eight sixty four ounces in their world of vodka. One of the things I wish they would have gone into because I got really interested in the science was how they made the tiny clothes and glassware and all the stuff for them to use. Yeah. Because you know they had silverware and stuff. Like I want to know how they made that stuff. Not not this. He found love in this random woman, and he went on this great adventure. Kind of whatever. I don't thing. give a damn about the the stereotypical. It has to have something that's love for everybody. No, because at the end they're at the original colony mm-hmm. that started it, and they're uh-huh. like, "Well, the world's doomed. We made this thing in the mountain where we're gonna G-G. go live in. We're we're gonna go live in there and restart the human race when everything gets screwed over." He's like, wow, I finally found my purpose. I'm going to go live in this underground colony. And then, you know, it's the right at the last second before the door closes. He runs out and he goes, no, I found my true thing with you. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So just now. And, just and then tears. it ends. So there, there's this main old guy uh, that they showed some focus on where he would or him and the girl would help get him something to eat. And at the end, yeah. he brings him the food. He mm-hmm. he's walking back out. He turns around. He looks at him. He sees him being alone. And then it ends. 
Ah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, seriously. You're like, uh, were you not going back for the guy? Why did you? Why was there so much emphasis looking back? Maybe. Uh, we wanted there to be a mystery for the audience. Mystery? What? This doesn't deserve a sequel. <laughs> we we wanted there to be something for the audience to think about. What was there to think about? Now you know what really sucks. What, what about if a uh, so, what about if you know a pelican just comes by and starts pecking the ground? There's a giant netting over the city, uh-huh. so it's it's part for like solar. It stops it stops a lot of the sunlight, and then you know it keeps animals out. Oh, I was gonna say because uh, seagulls will find a way. Oh, they, they'll, they'll probably find a way. Find a way. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's my rant about those. Um, did you see any new news about what Disney did with Fox? I think they finally um, bought it. Well, it's going to take at least 12 to 18 months for the deal to go completely through, completely through because the government could still say no. But as of right now, Fox is still its own entity, so we probably won't know until probably towards the end of this year before the deal is finalized and Disney can do whatever they want with Fox's uh, stuff. Right. All their art. So, like, for example, dealing with Fox, they're making a – they're developing a Kitty Pride movie for the X-Men franchise. With the director from Deadpool directing it. Like, and even with the Disney deal, they're still going, Fox is still going with it because Disney has no say until they actually, the deal goes through. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, they're still going with that and a bunch of their other movie ideas. So, like I said, because they, they have until the end of the year to get stuff going before Disney can come in and be like, no, no, whatever. So, so you have any, uh, any other parts you want to talk about here? Um, oh, I finished an anime that Netflix released today called Devil Man Crybaby. Devil Man Crybaby? Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Okay. Oh, the show is bomb. <laughs> it's a remake of a 1970s uh, Japanese series manga. It's an, old, it's an old series. And they remade it with Netflix running the show. And they chose the guy who directed... um. Oh my god. I I get he directed an episode of Space Dandy. But his Space art style Space Dandy. Space Dandy, yeah. He so uh the director they got for it, he does very unique art styles. Okay. He thinks outside the box with a budget he has. And let me tell you, his art style in this series is breathtaking. It's weird. It's abstract. Draft, it's it's different than what you see in the anime industry right now. It's a breath of fresh air, if you will. It's on top of that, the the story itself is pretty bomb. If you like violence, gore, um, there's a <laughs> there's a budget nudity and a center on sex. You had me. Innocence. You had me at all of the American dream. <laughs> well. So, okay, in this, let me give you a little basis of the story. In this world, demons come to Earth and possess humans. You're spoiling it for everyone. Not really. Yeah, demon, really demons came and possessed humans, done, don't need any more. <laughs> but. You spoiled everything. Di- I didn't, oh yeah, totally. You hurt I, everyone's I, I, I feelings. I think it should just be, go go watch it for yourself. Go watch it, it's ten episodes. Five, five and a half, oh, five hours of your life. Go watch it. Ah, go. man. If only I had five hours. But you do. Listen no, here. You're, that's, your, that's your homework. Because next week for next week's podcast, we're going to talk about Devil May Cry Crybaby. You're going to make me, gonna make me talk about it? Devil 
Man, Crybaby. Yes, we're going to talk about it. So you're oh. going to watch it. Fine. It's on Netflix for free. Well, as long as you pay for Netflix. <laughs> it's for free as long as you pay for it. Yeah. Or you can go about other other means you know, to look for it. You can get it illegally. You pay for it in other ways. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But it's a good show. All right, all right. So, good show. Devil well May Cry, we're, we're comma, getting, baby. <laughs> Not Devil May Cry, sorry. Devil, Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry, baby. Devil, baby. Devil Man May Cry, comma, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. It's depressing. Um, mm. I'm uncomfortable. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um... Mm. so yeah we're gonna end it here yes. um episode two of the podcast yeah mm. i'm just gonna i'm gonna you go. get your sweet ass over here mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go oh my mm-hmm. okay i'm just gonna Quite okay. yes. what you talking about sweats mm. <laughs> okay i'm gonna <laughs> get your ass back here i don't want to what you're talking about i'm over here smoking all right, so episode two, Dunzo. It's gotta see you. get it good, yes. Oh, see you next week. Sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. See you later, Twitches. Get good. <laughs> and just end it there.